Well, folks, welcome to one more edition of Politics and Run. I'm Egberto Willis, your host. Thank you so kindly for being a part of the show. We are going to have a great show for you today as usual, my friends. Uh, what's the show going to be about today? Let me see, let me see, let me see. There it is. We were warned about our own American Taliban. A progressive agenda wins elections. And, of course, Afghanistan. like to hear folks' opinions about Afghanistan, vamos a ver qué está pasando aquí. Anyhow, folks, welcome to Politics Done Right. Welcome to Politics Done Right. All right, let's go ahead and get started. Welcome aboard E2247. First message in the feed today. He says, hello, relatives. Today's visit will be the great best, greatest ever visit for once. I love that. Bridge MCP, say hey, all Hi, peeps. Welcome, Bridge MCP, leader of our PDR Passe. Let's see what else we got here. What else have we got here? We also have Alicia. Welcome aboard, Alicia. Welcome aboard, E2247. Welcome aboard. I see Michael is up to his, his good stuff again. Deborah John, welcome aboard from LA. Welcome aboard, my brothers and sisters. Rudnan says, and you know what this means? A rush for new comments. Monday's here, and you know what it means. Yeah, you're about to terrorize me, Rudnan. You're about to terrorize me. We'll go, up, go through them real quickly. Let's get busy. Afghanistan lies, myths, and legend. My friend at MD Manirus Zaman shared uh, this one with me. It's an article I hope everyone has read after this. We'll read after the show. Afghanis need a peace and love tourism board to show the outside world that their people are what their people are really like. The peace is correct. That most Westerners have incorrect preconceived notions about what their peoples are like, mostly because we don't know any better. The internet exists for changing minds. I love that. Afghan visa applicants told to stay away from Kabul airports as U.S. races to meet exit deadlines. How badly are we messing up? I would say that Biden should have been evacuating people for months rather than last minute. But now this, uh, now this pre- uh, will prevent some from getting out at all. Um, I look. I I, I t- have mixed feelings about um, about Biden. The buck stops with Biden. It's his fault that things are going exactly the way they're going. Absolutely so. But for us to say things like uh, he should have gotten people out before, whatever. Have you ever known Americans to say, "Okay, government, go. We're we're leaving now. Get get out now." Unless they say, "Hey, imminent danger. Get the hell out of here," and then they go. I, I don't see it. I don't put it this way. This screw up in the beginning looks so bad that I don't think it could possibly be all the administration's fault as far as getting people out. That's just my thought. Uh, I don't even think Trump could have done <laughs> this bad as far as the way it looks outside of the, the, the Kabul airport. And, and when I'm saying that, I'm saying that tongue in cheek. The reality is. When your last hope is leaving, chaos is next. And that's where I must agree with Biden. I think chaos was going to be no matter what happened. Okay. Taliban seizes Black Hawk helicopter, U.S. assault rifles. The only military equipment I'd worry about failing in their hands, uh, surface-to-air missiles or helicopters and jets with long-range explosive ordnance. They don't have those. However, Taliban already had plenty of small arms, which are only... A worry if we send our troops back in to get shot at some. According to official data, 
the U.S. has supplied the Afghan army with 7,000 machine guns, 4,700 Humvees, 20,000 grenades in recent years. It's still unclear how much of that equipment was seized by the Taliban, probably all of it. But, you know, um, let me tell you something. I want to warn folks of something, you know. It's easy to say we left all those weapons there with this force and that the Taliban now is awashed in weapons. The Taliban didn't need us to awash them in re uh, weapons. The world is awash in black, uh, what you call black market weapons from Brazil, Israel, United States, uh, France. All these places have their big black markets. Have you ever wondered how come people in, 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 um, in uh, Sudan, they're starving, but somehow a lot of good weapons appear there? Take a, think about it, my brothers. Think about that. The problem is never going to be whether we leave back our weapons. I mean, if we left back a nuclear, a theater nuclear bomb, I'll be concerned. I'm pretty sure we did have theater nuclear bombs out there in case they got in trouble and had uh, a thousand Americans against a hundred thousand Taliban. You can bet they'll use that and not tell anybody about it. All right, GOP senators call for us to have a light military presence in Afghanistan. Oh. This is really a bad idea. Anyone who wants to put a token force in the region should know that the window for such an idea closed over a month ago, over a month ago, and that it shouldn't be our troops that, that are, played a role in the first place. We need to be focusing on sending relief packages and getting people out, including any refugees. Exactly. Look, we shouldn't ever talk about having a $1,500 or $3,000 force because they can always be taken over when you have a force that small. I, it, it behooves me when I hear these people. No, we need to get the hell out of there completely, punto final, and use other methods of uh, spying, other methods of making sure that something isn't occurring over there that can affect us over here. But we don't need to fight over there to protect us over here. Like I said, we just need to secure over here to prevent them from coming over here. Eight, Houston, eight, eight house fascists, them screwing with trillions of dollars. I could tank. Actually, they are starting to cave. Uh, so I, I have that, I have that on, on some of the things to talk about today, Brother E2247. Michael Rodnan says, the Taliban are sitting on $1 trillion worth of minerals that's worth world desperately needs. Yeah, they are sitting on some of the best rare earths on the planet. And that is why China is immediately ready to recognize the Taliban. Because it's one of the biggest manufacturers of semiconductors, etc. And batteries. They figure, oh my God, if we get the foothold in Afghanistan and the United States can't exploit those minerals, we'll exploit them. Not to worry. Uh, China is a capitalist country. And the, if the United States want to get their will, as long as we control the economic electronic systems, it's no problem. Sorry to say that. That's just how it is. As long as we contain and maintain this system. Michael Rennie also says, Tropical Storm Henry brings power outages and record rain to Northwest. Henry missed New York City today with only some heavy rain and scattered thunderstorms. Both my cousin and niece have flooded in their basement, but I'm guessing a lot of you who caught the brunt of the storm are going to be uh, having horror stories. There you go. Alicia, welcome aboard. Michael, Michael, how many do you have? <laughs> Tennessee, flooding leaves 21 people dead. Yes, we, we followed that. We're not about uh, to back down how climate experts hold down despite the IPC report. Climate scientists hope is that their final warning will bring action as if we wait for the next IPC report. It will already be too late. We've only got a few years running to properly address global warming and as, as an existential threat 
failure to put that on World War II level effort, and our civilization fails. Exactly right. Cinema one simply won't uh, back a cinema. I simply won't back a three point five trillion dollar spending bill as her bipartisan infrastructure bill becomes. Uh, let's see, as her bipartisan infrastructure bill becomes a house bargaining chip. The Arizona Democrat has reiterated her resistance to spending much as progressive one infrastructure spending. All we need to do with her is say, we'll we'll make what she says true. We are going to spend three point four nine 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 trillion dollars. She can say she stood up for her principles. And I mean, put it in pump World War II level. Exactly. All right. Hospitals and insurers didn't want to see these prices. Here's why. These prices, in a nutshell, all that I see here are hospitals collaborating with insurance corporations to build their customers. What's new? I, there's an article that, uh, that was shared from the, the New York Post talking about how the privatization has really hurt, uh, you know, hurt our industry in the first place. The FDA is aiming to give full approval to Pfizer's COVID. They already did. Oh, the FDA did? Yeah, the FDA did. Vaccine mandates will come from this, from companies, of course, uh, because the federal government doesn't have the authority to do that except for places that they control. Uh, the budget resolution, according to E2247, the budget resolution is one step closer to $3.5 million investment to help elder children, education, clean, angry, funded by making... Big corporations and rich folk pay their fair share. And you know, even paying their fair share, it is peanuts. Peanuts. Americans just don't understand the wealth of the wealthy in this country. Michael Rodney says, Egberto, this last two are long ones. Skip if you don't have the time. I'll have to skip it for now. Uh, let's see what it's about anyway. Let's, let me see. Uh, this is another instance of people opposing the moneyed interest. We'll talk about that during the session. I'll read that later. All right, let's continue. Tom C., welcome aboard. As seen on Facebook, we cannot save Afghanistan from itself. We can't even save Florida or Texas. That is funny. By the way, Tom C. gave us some good insight on reading the three books, my three books, uh, with, with, with a few uh, things I think he said. Hey, take a look at this. This may need some correction. Thank you, Brother Tom C. Like I constantly talk about our peeps, we are a collaborative effort for freedom, a collaborative effort to, for democracy. That's what we're all about. E2247, don't let them, don't let these eight house fascist them screw with the 3.5 trillion. We won't. Uh, continuing, let's see what else. E2247, you're getting just like Michael Rodden. If I get, if I get, if I get 50 people like you guys, you, you guys are going to, uh, the program will have to be 20 hours long. Love you, man. Love you all. Love you all. Keep sending me the stuff. I'll kind of uh, skip over a few. Uh, thank you for all doing this good work. Remember the great philosopher who asked, what, me, worry? Yes, we all worry, but we all solve the problems. Mark Smith, good evening to all from London. Welcome aboard, Mark. Norman Reynolds, welcome aboard. Biden is doing what he needs to. Fault is an incorrect characterization. Dealing with inevitability is better. It is set up by the previous administration. Good thought process, brother, brother um, Reynolds. All right, please call now. What, what, are, what are we calling? Effort in the work to create. Oh, okay. Uh, E2247 has a number for you to call. 888-738-3058. Again, that is 888-738-3058. Put that effort. Make sure those two critical bills are passed. What a hot mess Afghan has turned into. It's been a hot mess. Brother Lee Grant, welcome aboard. Politics and right. Uh, let's see. Britain supply loads of weapons. Yes, they do. Michael Rudnick, Berto, it comes... To Trump's fault, he bombed over 40,000 times a day, basically bombing Afghanistan. Uh, yeah, they all do. Deborah John Egberto, the U.S. Uh, gave the Taliban's millions of weapons to help fight the Russians. 
actually it wasn't the Taliban, it was the uh, Mujahid, Mujahideen that we actually supplied. Some of them are probably a part of the, that, however. All right, let's see. Mark Smith, the Chinese will defeat, will deal with that. Yep, yep, yep. Carl Foster, is there a vaccine for TDS? Brother, TDS, TDS, TDS. Explain TDS for me. You know, my, my numb picture right now is not working right. You know, every now and again, I get brain freeze. Like, better to repeat it. Please, you missed the important part at the end. The Taliban are sitting on $1 trillion worth of minerals the world desperately needs. Yes, that's our media is saying the quiet part aloud, as if we are, were always there to steal their resources. Exactly. But, Michael, Brother Rudnan, we spoke about, Talib, the, the, about uh, Afghanistan and the real reason we were there. Uh, I have several blogs and shows about that, I think. Look him up. I bet you'll find. Just look up Rare Earths in my um, Rare Earths in Afghanistan on NegbertoWillis.com, and I bet you pull an article out on that. Carl Foster, you didn't answer my question. Love you, Egberto. Give me your name. Who loves me? Love it. Thank you. Rose William, the intent was to leave these weapons in the hands of U.S. place Afghanistan government, although there was fear that the government would eventually fall. They didn't think the fall would have been so immediate if we... Took all of our weapons when we pulled out. It would have been an invitation to other forces to take over. Unfortunately, it happened anyway. Absolutely so, Michael Rennie. Just on Monday when I'm catching up for three days worth of material. And it's hard to pick and choose. Michael, you keep doing what you do, brother. I love you. I love all my peeps putting out all this stuff. We got to do it. And I, like I said, if it's too much, I, I skim it, read over it, whatever. I love the input that all of you bring in because sometimes also you'll bring stuff that I didn't realize was out there or that I didn't realize needed covering. This is your show. Thank you for doing what all of you are doing. Trish Robinson, welcome aboard, Trish. How you doing, girl? Uh, let's see. She says, so is the Storm Henry pronounced the American way or the French way? You tell me, Trish. I don't know. Pero yo hablo español. Ellos hablan francés. I don't know. Okay, uh, Lee Grant says, as a conservative, I've had leftists call me a racist, a white supremacist, clan, Nazi, a troglodyte, Satan, Hitler, a white nationalist, a fascist. Now I'm told I'm a Taliban. Boy, I get around. Lee Grant, I never called a, a, my conservative brothers and sisters Taliban. Read my blog. I reserve all these names to the leadership of the right, the leadership of the right, and I do not place blame on my conservative brothers and sisters until I have had, or people like myself, have had the time or the ability to make the case in a cogent manner. And if you then understand what we are saying, and just say, well, I don't want to do things the right way, I just want to be a Nazi, racist, fascist, struggleite, Satan, Hitler, white, nationalist, whatever. But here's the deal. I have a lot of conservative listeners, both the ones that, that chat here and otherwise. And I don't classify any one of you as an outright racist, troglodyte, clan, Nazi, or anything like that. I honestly mean that. I actually like what you guys bring to the show because you... Let me tell you, Lee Grant and all you conservatives on my program, Daniel Ledo and all the others, let me tell you what you guys do for this program. When you push back at me, you give me the opportunity to come right back and articulate a, a response because there are many people who think like you. 
And even if I don't immediately get to you, I am getting to thousands of people who are listening to the blog post, who are watching the videos, etc. So I thank you guys for being here. And you, you, actually, ha you actually have a purpose that's very, very good for the country at large. Okay? And I mean that from the depths of my heart. And I wish more progressives, I wish more liberals would think that way. Because more of us would get to you. Like, I want more progressives, more liberals. I want them in Brenham, Texas, uh, Yoakum, Texas, and all these areas we consider redneck Texas. They're going to cuss you out when you go out there. If I go out there, they're going to call me every name on the book. And what are you doing here, you N-liberal? Get out of here. You just want, you just taken from us or whatever. And I'll sit down and I'll take it. And then I'll have a conversation. And let these folks realize in the law. And that's what we as progressives have got to do. Because what they have made of us throughout, throughout the South, throughout these areas, they have made a caricature of who we are. And the only way to, to discaricature that is to engage. And one of the problems is many of us, some of us, Fearful for engagement because of what it means. Some of us simply don't have the patience to engage. And some of us are too elitist to engage. If you don't know that, you're just dumb. Well, I used to be dumb about a hell of a lot of stuff. And if I didn't have those who spent the time to score me up, I would still be dumb. Mike Norman Reynolds, the idea that someone in their own country is sitting on wealth of materials is an imperial trap. Put this language on the Native Americans sitting on their land. Uh, Norman, I understand what you're saying, but I'm not even going to use a native. I'm going to use a present-day situation. Venezuela. Venezuela is sitting down on a, on a fountain of oil and a lot of gold and quite a few other stuff. Yet it's only the plutocracy that makes money out of it. The paradigms has got to change. And that's what we're working on. When you see me talk about how to make America utopia, it's really how to make every country utopia, right? That's what it's all about. Okay. Uh, Michael Rodney says, feels like our nation has a whole lot of problem. Though right now, we can add foreign policy to the top of the list. Yes. Uh, let's see. Trish say, hey, Egberto. Of course, welcome aboard. Trish. Uh, Michael Rodney says, I don't know how much in the way of rare earth minerals Afghanistan is sitting on right now. Three trillion, I guess. It's a lot. It's a lot. because. And by the way, the United States have found rare earths here as well. So we do have it. Uh, the American Taliban was coined on HBO's The Newsroom in 2012. Described Tea Party, describing them as having ideological. Let me, let me correct that. That is not true. My buddy, the, the, the person who is the publisher and owner of Daily Coast, wrote a book in 2010. And let me put that on the screen for you. He wrote a book in 2010 called American Taliban. Not 2012, 2010. And here is, uh, here is Marcus's book, The American Taliban. Uh, he wrote that, you know, at the same time that I wrote, as I see it, class warfare, the only resort to right-wing doom. So he's been out uh, talking about the American Taliban for a long time. In fact, it wouldn't surprise me that they took the publisher of Daily Coast and used his stuff on it. 
All right, Trish Robinson says, uh, I, uh, let's see. Denying science, unmoved by facts, undeterred by new information, a hostile fear of progress, a demonization of education, a need to control women's bodies, severe xenophobia. And guess who wrote about it today? And we're going to talk about that. I have a whole piece that I'm going to do about that in a minute. I live in red area and I deal with that all the time. People yell at me if I'm wearing political shirts. Uh, Trish Robinson, luckily I know who you are and you are one of my heroes. In fact, you did a great thing marching out. In fact, we interviewed Trish. Did a great thing out there marching uh, to Austin. Judy with Neil. Yes, also I know about Venezuela. Exactamente. Michael Rodney. Egberto, do you have 45 seconds to play this clip? It's about from the newsroom. Not sure it's copyright concerned. I think I know which one it is. Let me take a look at it, but I'm pretty sure I know which one it is. I'm going to put it on. Yep. I played that for you guys before. I'm not going to play it right now because I have to put it in some copyright stuff that I don't want to put on right now. Um, let's see. Uh, Carl Foster, K. Harris is a, as popular as COVID-19. Well, I mean, they've done a good job in beating her up, but I still love the woman. I mean, she has some problems that uh, the, the left, a lot on the left don't like her as well, but I think a lot of that has some other reasons. I don't know about 2010 article. I'll correct myself to say, no, no, it's not a 2010 article. It's a 2010 book. It's deeper than an article. Marcus Molitsas wrote the book American Taliban in 2010. Take a look at the blog that I wrote, brother, please. Uh, Lawrence, Haiti may have bigger pools of oil and gas reserves. Huh, I didn't know that, um, Lawrence. I know that they have gas, but nobody's out there exploiting it yet. But um, I didn't know that. Uh, you just taught me something, Mr. Um, Mr. Sims. All right, let's go to the first video. Republican came out there and, well, let me just play it. I'll set it up in the thing itself. Congress, Republican congressman, uh, Adam Kinzinger got it right. Uh, I think he was sufficiently measured, but he actually assigned blamed appropriately as opposed to one-sidedly. Now, a lot of folks have been giving me hell because I've been pretty much uh, trying to step up for uh, President Joe Biden. Uh, there's a method to the madness. It's not tribal what I'm doing at all. But there again, a method. Let's talk about that on the other side. But for now, check out Kinsinger. Members of your party, uh, some of whom you mentioned there, President Trump, uh, certainly others, Mike Pompeo, Nikki Haley, Mike Pence, and they've criticized the Biden administration despite contributing to this uh, SIV backlog. Uh, you know, what's your reaction to them rewriting history? You know, it's, it's amazing. I, I think what breaks my heart probably more than anything on a political side is that America is being splayed out in the world and embarrassed by the world. And our European allies are saying America looks weak. Um, and yet, honestly, the Republicans are putting out talking points to make Biden look bad. Biden, the Democrats are putting out talking points to put in the administration, the past administration. Truth. They're both responsible. And we're so tribalistic as a country. It's hard for somebody to imagine a Republican saying everybody's responsible. But let's keep in mind, Mike Pompeo met with the Taliban. As Donald Trump was publicly saying, we have to get out of Afghanistan at all costs, it's not worth it. Mike Pompeo meets with the Taliban and tries to negotiate something. By the way, they ended up getting rolled harder than never, almost as bad as Neville Chamberlain because they knew what the desired outcome of the Trump administration was. So they set this up to fail, but always, of course, uh, uh, Joe Biden could have easily turned this around and instead used it as the excuse to get out. 
Both parties have failed the American people and it can't continue and it particularly can't continue with just pointing fingers while America's embarrassed in front of the world. Now, the, one of the important concepts, they set this up to fail. Yes, Biden could have improved it and made it better, maybe, uh, but they set it up to fail. They set up the, the, I, the, the method for bringing the people over. To, to They did all of the Trump administration along with Pompeo. They did it all wrong. Now, uh, why defend Joe Biden? Look, the reality is, as I mentioned in many of the other videos that I did, is Joe Biden does have to accept responsibility for the way the exit is going. But the exit could not be fully controlled by the Americans, first of all. It could have been done better. Absolutely. But to, to, to centralize solely on Biden's administration, not getting a perfect exit plan from a war that should not have been in the first place for a sellout that the, the Trump administration, along with Pompeo, has done by making deals with the Taliban to a less than optimal manner of getting everybody that needs to get out out Plus, the, uncontrollable, the, the, the way one will, un, will have an uncontrollable population that is in abject fear of what's going to happen next, that is not very controllable. Now, with respect to tribalism on both sides, as far as uh, yours truly with the Democratic Party and how Joe Biden is executing, look, there's a hell of a lot that we want to criticize Joe Biden about. But there are time, there are places and time when this, in my humble opinion, should be done. Right now, we have an existential crisis in this country. We have a democracy crisis. We have a crisis, an economic crisis for many in this country. We have a structural economic problem in this country. All that needs mitigated. Now, if we don't get some semblance of control now, we lose it all. In other words, if we don't get this, uh, these infrastructure bills passed as less than efficient or optimal that they, than they are, we don't get enough people interested in voting the, peop the best people in in 2022 and 2024. And if we don't do that, we also lose the voting capabilities because of voter suppression that will be set forth going forward. So it's not about simply being a glory, glory, hallelujah, hooray, Joe Biden. It's strategically understanding that what you got now is Joe Biden. And what you want to do is set directions in such a manner that you can grow from wherever you are now, what you don't want to do is to put yourself in that situation where you simply uh, completely annihilate the Biden administration in such a manner that the bad guys come in and it is lights out. And it's lights out. Absolutely. So Brian G., welcome aboard. Judy Whitneal, welcome aboard. Eric Hayes. Welcome aboard. Uh, let's see what we got here. Lee Grant said something that I wanted to hit back on. He says, the Afghanistan disaster may mortally cripple the Biden presidency. All the left can do is deflect and blame it on Trump. No, it's not. Uh, the, 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 the attention span, unfortunately, of Americans is pretty short. 
And if Afghanistan cleans itself up, meaning if things work out good in Afghanistan and it cleans up, we get folks out of there. Uh, we get the, tr the trillion dollars, uh, the, the $4.5 trillion in spending for um, infrastructure projects. We're going to continue. We're going to have a boom. People are going to be able to go to work because we're going to have human infrastructure to take care of that. And guess who else benefits? All my brothers and sisters in Appalachia, all my brothers and sisters in the rural areas are going to get the hospitals they, they, that, were, that was taken away by their, their Republican Party. <clears throat> and, it is, and when I talk about we going into these rural areas, that's what I'm talking about. Because the rural areas don't have hospitals because their party effected policies to take it away. And we have to go out there and say, after your party did this, this is what we did to help you. Let's remember that. This is what we did to help you. Egberto, that article you linked, it, I've just read it. We'll share about it in an hour. Thank you, my brother. We'll tag you in the share. I appreciate it, brother. Very important, very important. Um, okay. Uh, let's see. Bush invaded Afghanistan and Iraq. Obama turned two wars into seven. Wow. While escalating drone strikes. True. I mean, I can't argue with any of that. And Judy, yes, it's $4.5 trillion. I think it, I think it is 3.5 plus 1.2. So it's more like 4.7. Because I think the bipartisan project is 1.2, but it's only included, I think, $587 billion in new spending. Uh, Tom C. says, per Matthew Dow, 20,000 people saw so far evacuated from Afghanistan without a single loss of an American life. In the same period of time, 5,000 Americans have died from COVID, 500 from gunshots. You know, I saw that quote on, on Twitter, but I also quoted uh, Matthew Dowd in a blog piece I did two days ago. And I also interviewed Matthew Dowd about a month ago. I guess you guys should have seen it here. You can look it up on politicsandright.com. So it's important. Norman Reynolds says, saying both sides is not in our best interest. It sucks that humans continue being killed by their countrymen COVID in U.S. and bullets in Afghanistan. Wow. Very good way of putting it, brother. Very good way of putting it. All right. Let's see. Uh, para ver, para ver, para ver. Okay. Uh, it is that time of the day. Please go ahead, folks. If you are on YouTube right now, click the join button. Become a part of our PDR posse like many have. If you take a look, you see Roberto Lewis with those three cups. And by the way, that guy that you just saw with those three cups, my wife was sick over the weekend. Uh, she took the third, the booster shot because she's auto immune, I mean, immune deficient with lupus. And Roberto came over and said, you know what? She's sick. We are going to make her a sopong. That is soup in Spanish, but a, a very healthy soup in Spanish. So uh, Roberto and his wife came over with a Big pot, seasoning, supplies, all that kind of stuff. Threw it on the stove and said, you lie down there. We're going to make you that big sopong. <laughs> and, and he and his wife stayed in that kitchen for two hours and made a hell. Yes, it cured her. A hell of a sopong for us. And I mean, we, my, my wife uh, kind of got up and wanted to go help Roberto and, and, uh, and uh, Chinita. And Shinita like, no, 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 you hago todo esto. I'll do all of this. And, you know, so, um, so, but I mean, he wasn't going to let his, 
his girlfriend go go sick. So he and his wife came over and fixed us up. So Roberto Lewis, I don't know if you're on today, but thank you so kindly for that sopong. And I have some more sopong in the refrigerator that I'm going to be eating today because it was that good. Anyway, continuing with the program. Sorry for bringing the personal in, brothers and sisters. And thanks, Eric, Trish, Judy. Yes, she's doing fine now. Uh, actually, it was that 24-hour thing when you take the booster. It really hit her hard. I, I, I had not imagined it would have hit her. That, that third booster would have uh, hit her that hard as it did. But it hit her real hard so much so that I stayed downstairs and worked from my, lap, from my two laptops downstairs working, watching her. Because since she had that reaction, I wanted to make sure I had her in my view uh, all of the times. Anyhow, folks, please go ahead and click on that join button. Become a PDR Posse member. If you become a PDR Posse member now by clicking on that join button on YouTube, then I will immediately, I will immediately go ahead. Hey, what's on the screen? I want to put those on the screen. Yeah, if you do that I'll, and you put it up now, I'll throw you guys on the screen and say, hey, look at who our new members are. But alternatively, just go to politicsdoneright.com slash support. Where is that sucker? Politicsunright.com slash support. I don't have it on the screen, but I'm going to put it on the screen a little bit. Politicsunright.com slash support to, um, to support us as well. That has all the different methods that, under which you can support the program. Ah, there we go. Politicsdoneright.com slash support. Click on that. It gives you all the ways you can support the program. You can go ahead and get all our books at... Uh, politicsunright.com slash books, politicsunright.com slash books. And you can go ahead and support us on, um, there's one, oh, the store. Get it, get products at either, you can either get the products at, right there on YouTube, you t- the t-shirt, all that good stuff at, at, um, at YouTube, or you can go to politicsunright.com slash store. Okay, let me play the next video about the American Taliban. And brother, uh, who is it that was giving me trouble uh, about, uh, he's now he has to be called a Taliban. You know I love you, man. Uh, no, you don't have Lee Grant. Lee Grant, listen in detail to this one. Are you still here, Lee? Stay here, everybody. I want to stick around. And by the way, folks, if you're listening to me, please share. Por favor, deja que alguien más sabe que estamos haciendo. Please share, share, and share. You know, I was just saying I wanted to say share in Spanish, and you know I've been in the states too long because. Compartir, that's what it is, share. Before I even got a chance to look it up. Share, compartir, okay. All right, folks, check this one out, and then we'll take it on the other side. Uh, Bear with me one second. I need to pull it out right here, and aquí tenemos, there you go. Leadership matters. It matters. And good leaders, whether bad or good, can actually get a following. If you follow politics done right for a long time, I've constantly said most people are good, and I believe that. But also, most people have the ability to be led. And under all kinds of circumstances, they can be led by those who are good, and they can be led by those who are bad. This morning I woke up to, uh, 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 to the Hartman Report. I read the report every morning and I reblog it, repost it to my website because it's usually prescient information, usually very good and well-researched information. And today, he is the title of uh, Tom Hartman's piece was titled "Trump Brutally Represents an American Version of the Taliban." 
And, you know, it, it brought back memories. 11 years ago, a friend of mine and the, the person who created the Daily Coast, uh, I remembered a book that I reviewed back then, and it was titled American Taliban. And interesting enough, 11 years ago, Marcus Molitsas, in detailed, in a detailed manner, itemized the similarities between the leadership of the Republican Party and what was emanating from them and uh, promulgated by the people who they led. He showed these similarities between the right and the Taliban, and he called it the American Taliban. And here, in 11 years later, one would think that this great democracy would sort of self-correct, understand that having, having us, some part, some sect of our society, behaving like that American version of the Taliban would, would somehow set itself right. And this morning again, uh, reading the Trump brutally represents an American version of the Taliban really woke, woke me up, should wake everybody up. Let's first remember that the fiasco that we're seeing in Afghanistan right now, the genesis of that fiasco is Donald Trump and Mike Pompeo's arrangement with the Taliban, the release of the new leader of the Taliban from a, uh, I think it's a Pakistani uh, prison, to then create a new agreement in, his, in effect, freezing out the, what are they call the corrupt Taliban government, I mean, the, the corrupt Afghani government that, that we put in. But given that news, that, that country to who is now the Taliban, well, to the Taliban. And you, you kind of wonder, why would an American president who supposedly believe in democracy do that? Why would, why would he have thought about bringing this, uh, uh, bringing this leader to the United States for a, you know, the, the bringing the Taliban to the United States for a Camp David Accord? Why would he have even thought that in his mind if there was some symbiotic relationship or symbiotic belief or symbiosis in what they believe? Well, you've got to read the article, Trump brutally represents an American Taliban. And now almost the entire Republican Party has chosen to go down the same Taliban paved, uh, same Taliban paved path with him. What could possibly go wrong? Tom Hartman said the following. Today's GOP, on the other hand, has become something that would be entirely unrecognizable to Nixon or Eisenhower's, two prominent uh, Republicans. It's become an American version of the Taliban. Lest you think that's hyperbolic, consider these parallels. The Taliban, as my serious XM colleague Dean Obedella uh, pointed out last week in his MSNBC commentary, don't believe women should have any social or political rights. Today's Republicans occupy much the same space, refusing to vote for the Equal Rights Amendment, refusing to reauthorize the Violence Against Women Act, and proposing to put women who try to get an abortion, even when raped in prison, 
along with anybody who may try to help them. 228 Republican members of Congress even signed a brief to the Supreme Court asking it to overturn Roe v. Wade, saying they are interested in protecting women from dangerous abortion while upholding the integrity of the medical profession. Republicans like the Taliban don't believe women should be in the workplace and so work to actively discourage them by refusing to vote for legislation, ensuring they get the same pay as, similar, as similarly qualified men. And he continues, North Carolina, for example, is showing now that it is anti-democratic. The, the party itself has become anti-democratic. Neither the Taliban nor the Republican Party believe in democracy. Look at how Wisconsin, North Carolina, Michigan, and Pennsylvania, among others, states where a majority or near majority of voters chose Democrats in the last election, all gerrymandered their states to send a majority of Republicans to Congress and keep the GOP in control of their state legislature. This even, even though statewide a majority of voters chose Democrats as evidenced by their having Democratic governors. North Carolina, for example, which voted a 50-50 statewide Democratic uh, Republican in 2016, ended up sending three Democrats and ten Republicans. That's not democracy. And Tom went on and on to show, uh, show where there is, no, there, is a, there is a congruency between the Republican Party. And I want to qualify. Much of this is way over the heads of the average Republican voter, the average Republican person who is just a committed Republican. The Eisenhower Republican. That's who they are. And they're culturally Republicans. But their party has gone haywire. The leadership of their party has gone haywire. And the conclusion of that, there, there's much more in Tom's article. But January 6th proved that they were and are ready to take the other step. The violent step that the Taliban takes. In other words, a lot of it was rhetoric, a lot of it was anti-democratic, a lot of it was using our laws to the max to take power. But now, January 6th showed that they could take it to the other level, to the next step. They threatened the governor of Michigan. They threatened others that have been trying to promote true democracy. But January 6th, showed their propensity to do much more. This stuff has got to be neutered. This stuff has got to be neutered now before it gets out of control. And a message to my fellow friends, progressives, Democrats, who are currently ganging up on uh, President Biden for things that he hadn't necessarily done perfectly right, or things that he hadn't done the way we want it done. We have, especially in these times, we have got to be pragmatic. We have got to be strategic. Because when, if the ball, if we allow, if we allow the disinformation, if we allow the American Taliban to infect the, the, the psyche not only of the cultural Republican, but the disaffected Democrat who thinks, ah, well, Biden is not turning 
out to be what we wanted him to be. We, Biden is turning out to be a lot better than I wanted Biden to be from a progressive standpoint. Not as good as he should be, but that is our job as progressives to do. Our job as progressives is to ensure that we can promote what we know most people say they want into their vote as well, into having confidence in voting for us. It is our job to do that. And yes, the headwinds are huge. But it is our job. Life ain't easy. If we are to prevent the American Taliban from being the reality of this country, it is imperative that what we do is be strategic and effective but most importantly, let's be humble. Let's understand that not because we think we know exactly how things should be, that everybody else should or they're just stupid. That's not the case. Let's do our job and let's make everybody understand that we are on their side and let them understand as well. We cannot allow the continued growth of the American Taliban. We cannot allow the continued vote growth of the American Taliban. And you, uh, Daniel Ledo asked a very important question. Very, very important. Because I want to make sure it's clear. He says, how you gonna neuter it, Egberto? Seriously, tell us what you mean by that. What I'm doing right now is a part of the neutering. The neutering doesn't involve chopping somebody's head off. The neutering doesn't involve slamming them to the ground or punching them or whatever. You know, the neutering begins by that good old thing called education. And a lot of people would say, well, you know, there are some people that are wired to be a certain way. That's true. But they're not the vast majority. And what I've, what I've seen in my own opportunity to engage is that I can engage with absolutely anyone I can engage, and, and, and this one is to uh, my, <laughs> my brother here, um, Lee Grant. I can engage with anybody. I can engage with Lee Grant. Lee Grant's a nice guy. Don't, don't let some of his words fool you. He's a very nice guy. Uh, but I can engage with the racists. I can engage with the Nazis. I can engage with the whomever. Because when I'm engaging on these issues, I'm not engaging as for a personality thing or or hoping that they like me. I'm just hoping that they like themselves. You see, and that, that's the magic, right? I don't care who likes me. It's not about who likes any of us. Because we have a mission to do. We have a job to do. It's about ensuring those people that are going through these issues like themselves. Because if they like themselves, they, would they wouldn't allow others to change their frame of thinking that ultimately harms them. You know that battered syndrome. Americans have a severe case of battered syndrome right now. The plutocracy, the economic system has so battered so many. Even those that think they're okay, it's battered them. I've, hear, I've heard executives. Here's, here's a kicker. I know executives making over a half a million dollars a year. You know, these people after working 10 years making over half a million dollars a year, they, they had, have had enough that they can put away and never work another day in their lives. 
But the way the system manipulates you, the way the system puts you together, these people are stressed out. These people think that the, the boots on your neck. These people think that a capitalist system has the boot on your neck and they have to go out there and just keep doing. It's amazing. And here I am. Gave up a company. Working off of people who subscribe to my program. That's a little bit of money, people. And I feel the freest ever in my life. Of course, when I had my company... I, I, I felt free to, but there was some disconcertation with some of the things that I had to support. But it is amazing. So to your answer, Daniel Ledo, the neutering is nothing physical. I don't believe in, in, uh, in physical pain, in fighting off folk. Now, if somebody slapped me, I'm going to slap them right back. Absolutely. But I'm not going out there to neuter somebody, to hurt them. Or I'm going out there to let them love themselves. You realize the Taliban didn't give two, you know what, about you engaging them. They will put a bullet in your head. But how about you go to Afghanistan and engage a few uh, of the Taliban? I'd love to see how that works out for you. You see, that I'm not going to go engage them in such a manner that they put a bullet in my head. And, and, that's, you know, and, and that's a shallow point, Daniel Ledo. You don't, you, there, there are ways to engage that first get, you know, I always tell people, people... Let me tell you something that people used to tell me. A lot of times people would see me at Starbucks and they'll see me talking to somebody and sometimes that person will become a changed person. You know, now they believe in other things that they never believed in. And I remember the wife of one of these guys came and said, what did you tell him? Uh, what did you tell him? He never believed in that before. Or what did you tell him? And... And, or, or, and, and then she says that other people talk to him about that or whatever. And I'm like, let me tell you something. The first thing that I have to do, and I don't want to sound corny, but get somebody to like me. Uh, get somebody to like me, get somebody to respect me, get somebody to know that I want no harm, that I harbor no harm to them. Because deep inside of every psyche, I'm not saying you have some of those hardcore Taliban's that by then they have their minds have been so rewired that they act like just killing machines. There are people like that because they've been rewired that way. And on rewiring them takes a hell of a lot more effort. You've probably got to put them away and put drugs in them, all that kind of stuff. But most people aren't that hardly rewired. But it is about finding that interest. Both of you, uh, you know, have kids. I mean, there, there are ways to do that. And you have to know in the moment when to do that. The magical word, Egberto, is that the mission will all have a mission to do, to do, to make the change. Roberto Lewis. Hey, Roberto, I don't know how long you've been watching the program, but I told everybody about you coming over to the house and fixing us that great soup to take. Make sure my, my wife was hand, my wife had some sopong to get her all back and healthy and that, appreciate it, brother. That's, it's good to have people, man. It's good to have people. And all of y'all are my people. Including you, Daniel Lido. You are either incredibly naive or extremely dishonest to think you can go rewire the Taliban. So which is it? Um, call me pragmatic. Uh, call me somebody who knows. Again, there are few that you simply cannot rewire. But for you to go out there and just think that absolutely every Taliban person is this evil person who is just a killing machine... 
shows that you do not understand humanity. Right? It is almost as bad as saying all white people are bad, all black people are bad. All, it is the same exact tenet. And I don't believe that. And it's not only that I don't believe it, I can prove that that is not true. Uh, Tom C. says, right-wing media encourages people to ingest ivermectin, a livestock dewormer, to treat COVID as FDA issues this warning. You are not a horse. Seriously, y'all. Stop it. Maybe better. Whoa. <laughs> I know, Tom. That's so funny. Other than hating the liberal, can any of our right-wing brothers who voted Republican in last election voted for? There was no policy agenda. Look, and that's what I'm saying, um, Norman. That's what I'm saying. And that's why, you know, that's why I, Daniel Ledo can come here and say, as you want, Eric Hayes, uh, um, and um, <laughs> why can't I ever remember Lee Grant's name? Lee Grant, our conservatives, you know, Mike Cisack, all our conservatives here. Um, you know, let me tell you something. When we are talking, we're getting to them. We're getting to them. They'll never admit it. But the truth of the matter is I don't care if somebody admits it or not. I just want folks to do what's right for themselves. I just want folks to love themselves. You know what I mean? That's all it's all about. That's all it's all about. That's all it's all about. Stepping away a few minutes early. All right, uh, Brother Rudnan, thank you for being here in the first place. Hope you drop by my wall in about 45 minutes. Okay, just tag me in there and I'll take a look at it, brother. appreciate you. But yeah, people, um, so... um, let me see if I have any more stuff to read before I go into my next narrative. I had another topic to cover, but with three minutes or two minutes, I don't have the time to do it. Uh, victim syndrome? No. Oh, by the way, Eric Hayes, I do have something for you. I'm going to be interviewing. Or I'm trying to get an interview with a judge that was on a um, that was a, our revolution conference that we had this weekend, and I want her to talk to you about the bond issue. Because, as usual, the media has screwed it up completely in what they're saying. So what I'm going to ask you to do, since, and I told her this message was from a few people that constantly brought up the bond issue on our show. So to let you know, I was thinking about you when I heard her talk about bonds on uh, the, our revolution convention. And I contacted her because of you, Brother Eric Hayes, uh, because I knew uh, what you were actually talking about was really not having all the things correct. So I'll be doing that, and that should help everybody else out as well. Uh, let's see if I missed anything. If I missed anything, just drop it one more time in the line, and I'll talk about it. Uh, but we are going to be getting out of here in a few seconds. First of all, folks, please, if you are on YouTube, click that Join button. Become a member of the PDR Posse. Also, please go ahead, or con you can go to politicsonright.com, slash support, politicsunright.com slash support to offer one of the many ways of supporting this program. And uh, you can also go to politicsunright.com slash books. I need to sell a lot of my books to help us out here, so please consider getting the books. The books are pretty good. Uh, ask Tom C. Tom C. wrote me a whole list of what he found interesting in the books. and uh, So, you know, check it out. Robert, Roberto says, you guys are well-deserved. We need your wife to be healthy <laughs> and well. That's what true soldiers, familia, friends, family friends do. Thank you, my bro. It was fantastic hanging around Politics Done Right 
and on a relaxing day. Yeah, I, I appreciated that. I, I needed I needed that to to also talk to all my peeps, man. I saw uh, you know. So uh, thank you very much, brother. Norman came over on Saturday. Lou came over on on Sunday. Uh, Luke did a that sopong. Uh, you know, I love all my peeps, man. I love all my peeps. You guys are wonderful people. So support the show, politicsandright.com slash support, or go to click join on the YouTube channel. Folks, I know you guys could be anywhere, but you're here with me. We're learning together. We're learning together. So let's get out of here. My name is, well, let me see. Egberto, good show. Egberto, interesting. Thank you, Mark Smith. Eric Hayes says, two different murders in Houston this weekend where they do the bonding. Hmm. Tom C. says, great show as usual, Egberto. Thank you so kindly. Anyway, my name is Egberto Willies. This is Politics Done Right. And you know how I end this, baby. I am what? Oh! We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to, trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join.